This week's episode of the Star Wars Report is brought to you by the good folks supporting us over on patreon.com slash starwarsreport. Let's do the show, folks. Come, come, come. And who might you be? It's the Star Wars Report. Star Wars Report. Woo! Star Wars Report. The place for Star Wars news, features, interviews, and more. Then we can do something epic. Good morning. Good afternoon. Good evening. Please delete as appropriate. The Force. It's calling to you. Just let it in. Oh, hi. Welcome back to the Star Wars Report podcast. I'm your host, Riley Blanton. So glad you've joined us once again this week. Episode 372 starts now. Uh, so glad you've joined us. Hey, here, uh, once again, I like to think of him as the the Han Solo of the podcast, because he just kind of jumps in last minute and goes, Yeah! And, uh, <laughs> and saves the day. Saves the day. Mark and Bruce are out this week. Um, some last-minute family stuff that came up on both of their ends, and then I just text Bruce literally during my lunch break today. and I'm Or, or text Bruce. Text Scott. And, um, and here he is. Sir, thank you. Thank you for your service. All right? Well, <laughs> and of course... Since I have no family, I uh, <laughs> couldn't have a family thing going on. Um, so sad. No, too real. Too real. <laughs> no, no, it's not even true. Nope, not not a thing. Not a thing. Yeah. Scott, how's yeah. it going, man? How's life? Uh, life is wonderful. Are you kidding mm. me? Uh, life is always wonderful. Uh, oh. In fact, we I participated yesterday in a... Uh, speaking of how wonderful it is, okay. I participated yes, in I a, uh, a suicide uh, prevention walk yesterday. Oh, cool. So, very full of how wonderful life is. Is that wasn't what was the event that I came down and it was like a festival? I flew up, threw up my drone. Oh, that was relay, relay for life. Yeah. Okay, relay for life. That was a different life thing. That's okay. Uh, okay. Gotcha. Gotcha. Yeah. That's just, a cancer prevention. This was a thing that somebody threw together. We've had a we've got this gorgeous bridge in town. You know the bridge mm-hmm. of which I speak. Yes. 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 And unfortunately, there have been a number of people who've decided this is the public statement I'm going to make. Mm, yes, and you know have done the have done the dive off the bridge, and yeah. so we walked up the bridge to kind of commemorate people that we had lost, and and to kind of draw attention to the fact that you never know who it is that is having these horrible, terrible, awful thoughts, and mm-hmm. it could be somebody very close to you, and you never know it, and so you know, be aware of it, look for signs. Encourage discussion, encourage conversation about it. Uh, far too often, I'm going to preach if you don't mind. Go for it. Go for it. Listen, I far like. Too often, mm-hmm. We don't talk about suicide. We talk about it in hushed tones and we talk about it shamefully. Yeah. And getting it out in the open and telling people it's okay to talk about it, I think, is probably the first step towards saving a lot of lives. So yesterday we had a big walk and we walked up to the top of the bridge. We threw flowers uh, to commemorate those we lost. And uh, I, th- I think it was a really, I think it was a very positive event. That's so, awesome. That's awesome, yeah. man. Yeah, it's very true, especially here in the in the military community. It's uh, well, it's it's a lot more talked about within, but um, but it it still has a lot to go as as well. So that's awesome. Well, that's awesome. You know, I it's oddly enough, I threw a flower from the bridge uh, yesterday in honor of a friend that I lost last year to suicide, who was in the military, and he was pretty high. I mean, he was stationed 
at the Pentagon. Wow. Yeah, and that's very true. You just you just never know. Yeah. Um, and he was a Star Wars guy. You know, we that's one of the we bonded over a lot of different things, and one of them was was Star Wars. And now, you know, uh, I, I guess he, he'll his family will be able to keep my Han Solo stars in trilogy thing there. But uh, uh, yeah. you know, it, it's mm-hmm. you know you know I'm a little hard headed, a little stubborn. Yeah. Yeah. No, that's true. And, and there are very few people on this planet that can change my mind about things, and he was one of those guys. So oh, yeah. I, I do miss him. On on the one hand, I miss him a lot. On the other hand, I'm always I'm either miss him or I'm really angry at him for doing what he did. Yeah. And those are those weird things you have to get into with, with that kind of an issue. So no, we, you know, so we walked to bring attention to it and yeah, you're right. It happens in the military community a lot. As I said, my friend, my friend, uh, fought at Fallujah. Oh, no way. Yeah. And, uh, it, it, it's, it's, it's ridiculous to me that somebody could make it through something like that. Yeah. And then take his own life. Yeah, it's 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 crazy. It's prevalent. It's hard to understand and hard to talk about sometimes. But yeah. I guess, and it seems it seems like an odd way to start the podcast. But it's honestly <laughs> like if that's what you're doing, I I I applaud you for bringing it up, Scott. And actually, why not? Um, and this is a number I know well because it's pasted everywhere here on base and across the military yeah. community. But the uh, the National Suicide Prevention Lifelines eight hundred two seven three eight two five five. And so uh, that's always you can. There's always someone to talk to. And yeah. the world's always a better place to someone if you're still in yeah. it. Somebody will accuse me of starting this on a downer, but really it's not a downer. It's a thing to say, hey, let's have that conversation. Let's yeah. talk about it. Yeah, no, that's so. true. That's what communities are for, whether it's military community or Star Wars community or anything like that. Um, it's Boy, very that's true. Good segue. Yeah, exactly. That's yeah. listen. I'm 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 nothing but a pro. I learned from the best. We have something to report. Data have the news. Data brought to us by the Boston spies. Can send a clear transmission. There it is. Listen, listen. So the latest news from the Star Wars community. There we go. <laughs> there it is. <laughs> Listen, you set me up for a very yep. difficult segue. <laughs> like the hardest segue you can do. Um, but uh, listen... <laughs> It was you the, did it like a champ, man. The problem is, I want to make very inappropriate jokes now <laughs> to oh, use no. as part no. of the segue. But listen, there are also there's also solutions to the crowds at Disney. Not making a joke, not making a joke to the crowds at Galaxy's Edge. So we talked about this last week, Scott. The the, the dates we've got the opening dates uh, plans are underway right now for my debut debut trip uh, to Galaxy's Edge. And there's this piece uh, from Jedi News. Um, which links back to an original piece is Attraction Magazine talking about the crowds at Galaxy's Edge and yeah. just how crowded will they be because they're handling them very different at the two parks. Now, um, let's, let's, take a, let's take a look here. Uh, an, an easy uh, comparison for... Uh, I'm just jumping straight into this piece from Attraction Magazine. An easy yeah. comparison for a crowd expectation is Hogsmeade, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter's first land at Universal Studio Resort. Opening day brought record, record-breaking lines and immense crowds to Universal's Islands of Adventure. The land was sti- and still is a massive success, but it's important to realize that these shoulder-to-shoulder crowds didn't last forever. We can also look at the crowds during the opening day of Diagon Alley, the major Wizarding World of Harry Potter expansion, next door. Uh, Again, opening day brought out shoulder-to-shoulder crowds. But four months later, the same area was much calmer and easier to enjoy. Yes, the ride wait times were still like two or three hours, but the land and shops were very reasonable uh, crowd-wise for for a land based on such a popular intellectual property like Harry Potter. So, uh, and then finally, 
Pandora, and that's the other kind of big comparison we can make, famous yeah. for its floating mountains, et cetera, et cetera. Uh, even with the power of the world's uh, uh, most successful film, the high visit rate of Walt Disney World and the continued success of the Land of Pandora, it's not like necessarily a madhouse overflowing with crowds currently. Although it did take a long time eh. for those ri- ride wait times to go down. I yeah, I kind of I kind of contest the. The Avatar thing. I I think that this here I was speaking optimistically a moment ago. Yeah. And uh, I I kind of dismiss some of this just from my experience, and I think I have a little bit of experience on this subject. Um, easy comparison is Hogsmeade, the Wizarding World of Harry Potter's First Land at Universal. Well, that was huge, and there were record-breaking lines and all that other stuff. Uh, when you look at the attendance numbers for say Magic Kingdom, or just the Walt Disney property, period versus universal universal does well but it doesn't do the numbers that disney does period and so i i don't know that that comparison is legit plus as big as harry potter is and i know it's big and i know it's going to survive and it's going to be around for a long time it ain't star wars no and i mean how many years is- have we been saying please build a star wars land please build a star wars land yeah i mean it's it's probably the most demanded theme park uh presentation in history and don't get me wrong, Diagon Alley's amazing. It's wonderful. I've been there. It's fantastic. I'm not even a Harry Potter guy, but it, it's a wonderful creation. But this is not that. Hmm. Yeah. No, it's it's the closest they can get. So I get where they're coming from. But the idea that they're the 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 I guess the theory here, the thesis statement, if you will, is that the pattern of crowds may be worse but it's still going to follow the same pattern as hogsmeade and it'll take a few months for sure for the shoulder-to-shoulder awfulness to break down but eventually things will normalize even star wars will and i think that's a reasonable Mm. thesis like i think it'll still be bad but i don't think there'll be the shoulder-to-shoulder crowds here's the thing there's still days when you go to the magic kingdom (laughs) almost 50 years later and you're shoulder-to-shoulder throughout most of the park yeah. Um, you go through Frontierland, which again is you know, forty-eight year old land at Magic Kingdom, well Disney World, and there are days when you are still shoulder to shoulder at that park. I mean, I think that you'll have true. some decent days, but I, I don't think those crowds are going to be small anytime soon. Yeah. <sighs> well, I mean, the, I'm, the, the, the we you know we we went to Avatar finally. We went to Avatar uh, last Christmas, like Christmas seventeen. And couldn't get anywhere near anything, and we didn't have we didn't have uh, fast passes or anything. This past summer we had fast passes, and I will tell you it was still absolutely swamped last July. Yeah. So I you know I just uh, I I would not I, I think you're giving people false hope. This article not you, but this article I think is giving people false hope that they'll be able to wait a little while and it'll be great. Yeah, maybe not great, but I and I think that's the other thing where I think they realize how bad it's going to be at land versus world because they just have there's literally two parks that handle the crowds. Yeah. Um and just the the infrastructure around land is just not as prepared, which is why they're doing this reservation system. Mm-hmm. Um which is how we're going that's how we're going in June is we reserved a a room uh at uh 
Paradise Pier, Paradise. I almost called it Paradiso, but that's the restaurant in downtown Disney. <laughs> Paradise Pier, I think, is what it's called. Um, uh, Aaron booked it, but basically, he booked it because you get your reservation automatically by staying at the resort. Which, by the way, great marketing tool because it worked on us. Like we paid well, for, we almost never yeah. would pay the money to stay on property. Um, yeah, you booked a room on property. Yeah, so and, more power to them on that one. Yeah, uh, but just to make it happen, but like that's not going to be a regular thing. But that's how we're going to visit it. And yes, I'm being a naive optimist when I say this, but I'm hoping that the the crowd numbers are lower because of the reservation system. Although that may just be like a stopgap, just so that it's not mm-hmm. like obscene and you know they're like real crowd hazards or something like that. No, it's it's look, it's going to be packed. And the thing is, if it delivers, if it's really worth it, I mean, look, Avatar, Pandora, the world, the land of Avatar, whatever, the world of Avatar, only has two attractions, two, and more or less, when everything's up and running, Galaxy's Edge is going to have basically two uh, attractions. But one of the attractions at Pandora is universally said to be kind of a waste of time. And yet, people still wait in line two or three hours to get on that ride. Yeah. Well, I mean, and this gets into the... If you're listening to this and you've been to the Disney parks or you went there as a kid or something, it's just different now. Scott, you know this because you're there every year. But, like, I even... I pulled up the statistics for Magic Kingdom just because I was curious. And in 2010, 11, 12, um, that's when... uh, I'm looking at it right now... uh, your average Magic Kingdom visitors per year was in the comfortably in the 17 million range. And between 2012 and 2016, that number is now up to is up by 3 million per year. And that's a, like, is, as I just look at the graph from 2006 to 2012, it stays at 16 and a half to 17 and a half. And then it just increased by 3 million people. So, like, even without Star Wars land, uh, all the additions and stuff, uh, it, it's showing in the attendance in recent years. All yeah. of the, the Cars Land, the, the new Toy Story stuff. Well, like it's, and the other thing that they've done is, and, and people always come to me as a, as a Disney guy, you know, when can I go and there aren't that many people there? And I used to have an answer for that. And they've done such a good job of spreading out their crowds throughout the year with different discounts and promotions and events. Well, the new ticketing that, system they just uh, debuted. Well, yeah, yeah, exactly. They, they changed the price to encourage people to go a different time other than some of their prime times. And uh, they, they've done a really good job of spreading the crowd out, which means it's busy year round. I mean, it's, you can get a less busy time of year, but you're never going to get a quiet time of year anymore. Yeah. No. By the way, I'm looking right now, uh, posted right now at Disney World, only, what, 8 o'clock yep, yep. on a Monday night. 130 minutes for Flight of Passage, <laughs> 80 minutes for Navi River, which is the one nobody likes. And they're still waiting 80 minutes at 8 o'clock at night on a Monday. <laughs> How many years after? Yes, it's uh, like a, couple. a year and a half, two years. <sighs> We're screwed. Uh, <laughs> <laughs> I'm looking That's at what I'm telling you. And this is Pandora, which nobody cares about. Yeah. Hmm. <laughs> so Star Wars has has mm. decades of people's love and emotions and people families have been raised as Star Wars families. I should know. Yeah, I no. raised one. Yeah. Uh, and, and Pandora is just kind of yeah, it was this little pretty movie that James Cameron made, and uh, and people so still I, do it. Yeah, no. and the and the passion level is 
off the charts for Star Wars. Yeah. Well, and 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 I think and for Star Wars, not just amongst you see this in fandom historically, but specifically as a theme park, I feel like the hype for Galaxy's Edge has eclipsed even what you would be for Star Wars fans as a um, as a project by Disney. Like Bob Iger, whenever he's well, talking about, is like the biggest expansion ever that we've yes, ever done. Yes. Well, and you also have to remember that that Disney has done something that I don't think people quite understand. They have turned Star Wars into Doctor Who. Wait, I want to hear this. So okay. Disney's Doctor turned Who, Star Wars into Doctor Who. How so, sir? Doc, Doctor Who has survived for you know close to sixty years now. Yeah, and has done so by virtue of kind of being able to be anything to anybody. Uh, one week it's a kids show. One week it's a historical drama. One week it's a horror film. One week it's a monster movie. One week it's a space movie, and one week it's a western. It is everything to everybody, and they've really, with the array of products that Disney's opened up and the variety of different stories and different yeah. types of stories and different people they've tried to appeal to, they've kind of turned it into something that everybody has their Star Wars. The Star Wars buffet. Yeah, yeah. There's not really a Star Wars anymore. It's kind of everybody's got their Star Wars, and they hold that personally. It's, it's also why uh, I've come to the opinion that headcanon is probably more important than ever right now. Mm-hmm. Because yeah. you're not going to love everything that's out there anymore. You're just not. And so, you know, take the stuff that you love, put it together in a nice little quilt in your mind and and run off with it. But Disney has done that and they've managed to make Star Wars personal for every different person in, in a different way for everybody. Mm, yeah. And so I, I think, again, that's why you're going to see more passion, more response, more people interested and excited for Galaxy's Edge than you ever saw for Pandora. Yeah. I mean, uh, absolutely, and and like uh, I'll report here on the show what what it's how bad it is. You'll you'll get a firsthand account of what oh, the experience call. is. Uh, oh yeah, no, I will I will call you, sir. I will let you know. You'll, okay. you'll I'll get you'll get your own exclusive personal podcast review um, <laughs> to let you know what it's like, and then I'll be able to compare the AB to to World once uh, when we go in in October. Um, yeah. as well so those are the sort of two trips planned this year so far and i imagine like i say um so we're talking about in the pre-show uh mm-hmm. like i'll be uh heading to disney a few more times because it looks like the air force is sending me to the the great state of south carolina i have to say it like that i have to say yes. it like uh like the netflix show what is it oh <laughs> House House of cards. Cards. Yeah. Uh, um <clears throat> you, you know you know that is a bugaboo of mine is the the uh, the Hollywood Southern accent. Oh yeah, the, the, <clears throat> every Southerner has to wow. talk like Scarlett O'Hara. Man, woman, my child. Fa- my father always told me. Uh, my uh, yeah, I no, it's very true. I hey. sure would love a mint julep. <laughs> it's so true. Uh, hey, uh, also on Galaxy's Edge, um, I don't know if you saw this video, uh, Scott. I tossed it in the notes. This I'll, I'll play a little clip here. This is a Disneyland cast members. And a sort of reaction video that Dis- Disneyland put up on their Instagram um, of uh, of like showing these different Disneyland um, cast members telling them that they're going to be a part of the debut opening team at Galaxy's Edge. Are you ready to go to Batu? I would be ready to go to Batu. Uh, <laughs> I'm here at the attractions. Powers Galaxy's Edge. We'd love for you to come join oh our opening team. Thank you so much. You're welcome. Hi. You ready to go back to? Sure. Are Thank you ready you to go to back to? Hey. <laughs> we were really hoping if you'd be one of the bartenders at the cantina with us. Yes. 
This bartender looks really <laughs> excited. <laughs> he looks like a bartender. Yeah, he's, yeah, it looks like they just literally pulled them out of their job. Just like they were literally actively, he was like yeah, bartending. Yeah, they all have cast member costumes on. Yeah, they have their little badges on and everything. Um, listen to this guy. Be a citizen of Batu and attractions of Star Wars Galaxy's Edge. Holy crap! <laughs> <laughs> Would you like to come? <laughs> I but feel the, like this you know, attraction the, Disney guy is proposing to them all with their reaction. But here's the thing. These are the guys you want to be the cast members for Galaxy's Edge. You want cast members that are going to throw themselves into this thing completely. I love this. Yeah, no, it's pretty great. I saw it. Like, it'd be pretty great to be a bartender at, at the first like at the cantina? real Star Wars cantina. Well, no. The, fir- the real bartenders at the first Star Wars cantina are J.C. Reifenberg's at Scum and Villainy. Let's be well, honest. Yeah, yeah. But here, you know what? It's close second. Close second. Um. By the way, I, I've been to Scum and Villainy quite a few times now, like three or four or five times. Really? And um, it's it never gets old. It's great. Well, that'll it's, have to be. Whenever you make someday. it, when you make it out to Los Angeles, I know you're itching to go, Scott. But when you make it out <laughs> to Los Angeles, <laughs> no, we were actually. It's funny. The wife and I were actually talking about a California trip today. We were talking about it. Uh, do the L.A. Philharmonic at the Hollywood Bowl. And go to uh, that is something I've literally done twice: an LA Philharmonic concert and going and hanging out at the at Scum and Villainy in the same weekend. And it's something I've done mm. twice. It's a great little combo. Well, I um, want to go to the land. I want to go to Disneyland. Yeah, uh, you that's should. a thing. Well, just come join us. We got a room <laughs> this June. <laughs> just fly on out. June? Yeah, yeah I can't do that. <laughs> Ratings. Uh, uh, but I also want to go to Rancho. Yeah, in the that's northern true. California hills, and I have not been there. Um, that's not far from Bethany, though. Is it not? No, she's well. She's like um, she's like two hours, something like that. Two hours yeah. from from that 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 there area. Uh, hey, Oscar Isaac's been doing the press. Uh, he's been doing the press, the rounds. Four yeah, Oscar Isaac. I mean, <laughs> Here's on Jimmy Fallon. That had to have been so special uh, in your life. Not that's, really. No, no nothing was nothing. No, 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 it was. It was like it was such a such a milestone, uh, you know. And and what was particularly special is the day that I finished. And these three massive movies that for me have been, you know, such a huge part of my life. Uh, right after it was like, okay, Oscar's done, and you know, I said a few words. It's like, and it's also Anthony Daniels' last day on set, you know. And I mean, t- way to take the thunder, you know. I mean, this guy—he's been there from the very beginning. You know, originally George Lucas saw the whole thing as as a story about C-3PO and R2D2, these droids that kind of witness all this history. And so, okay, so your last day was C-3PO's last day? Yeah. Well, who cares about you? <laughs> I know, man. I know. I know. <laughs> like, dude, can't you retire tomorrow? No, can you exactly? <laughs> like, why today? Yeah, exactly. Wow. Yeah, so that was his the last, last day. Last day as well. Yeah. That's it was awesome. amazing. How to hear was him. he? He was super emotional about it and yeah. hanging up the gold golden cowl you know yeah and i think uh, really and I, and I mean this 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 time he kept saying like this is was the most fun he had because he has actually you know he had so much fun things to do and and we got uh, i'm stopping there rewind rewind let's take a little so look. much fun thing are you gonna get the grammar there <laughs> no no take a listen to this oh, yeah it was awesome. amazing How was he? he was super emotional about it and yeah. hanging up the golden cowl you know yeah and i think uh, really and I, and I mean this 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 time he kept saying like this is was the most fun he had because he has actually you know he had so much fun 
he but he, see the way he started the sentence and then edited it as he talks again this is maybe i'm hyper analyzing okay here. give me this again he was about to be like hey you know he no, had wait, such wait, a, wait. Give, give it to me again let right. me see if i can pick, pick right, it up here we go. the golden cowl you know yeah and i think uh, really and I, and I mean this 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 time he kept saying like this is was the most fun he had because he has actually you know he had so much fun things to do and because he has actually such a big role is what he's going to say, or such a he, you think? I think he or or a significant moment or something, and then he realized he was getting into like spoilery territory. If you see the clip, he definitely like takes a quick breath and changes the sentence halfway through. One last time, he kept saying like this is was the most fun he had because he has actually you know he had so much fun things to do and and we got to work a lot together and and uh, yeah it was just amazing. This is, th- by the way, sentence like so many fun things to do and we got to work a lot. That's when an actor is like yeah don't spoil it don't spoil it. Yeah. <laughs> Uh, I feel bad for him, though, because he's obviously out promoting something else, and everybody keeps going, hey, what about Star Wars? What about Star Wars? Yeah. Um, yeah. No, well, what about Star Wars? And that's because there isn't really much info on Star Wars right now. None. Yeah. None. Except, and, and I'm going to jump straight to this story uh, we it. have in the notes. The <clears throat> Episode 9 panel at Star Wars Celebration. We haven't really talked much on, about Celebration and all the panels and guests as they've announced them. Mostly because I'm not going, <laughs> so <laughs> I'm I'm being petty about it. I'm not like I'm not as interested in following it as much because I can't go this time around, um, which I'm kind of bummed about. And I'll I asked, be with you. Yeah. Okay. Yeah. I that makes me feel slightly better, Scott. We can both yeah. be together. But so the episode nine panel was announced for Friday, and um, we don't we still don't know exactly what they're going to announce or, or they haven't said anything about it really other than that we're doing the episode nine panel kathleen kennedy's going to be there um jj uh, abrams going to be there and the rest here on gilligan's <laughs> uh so you, you you can be sure though that like um you can be sure that basically based on other current announced guests they've got uh I think well, I think they have John Boyega, Oscar Isaac. Uh, I don't well, actually, I don't know who they've announced of the of the main cast who will be there. Oh, I'm sure they'll get oh, they'll get Driver, they'll get Ridley. Yeah, you know that, and then they'll do the panel. They'll do it for an hour. Yeah, and then they'll cut it. They'll act like it's over. Mm-hmm. And then they'll go. Oh wait, oh, do you what, guys want to see oh, trailer? Whoa, but you want it? Are you ready to see the trailer? Yeah. Um, Hey, remember when we were so excited for the Last Jedi? <laughs> I say that I, I say that I like the Last. I have to say I have to do like the the, the disclaimer every time. I'm not yeah. saying that because I don't like the Last Jedi. I love the Last Jedi. I think it's a great movie. I really enjoyed it as a Star Wars fan. Here's my the little Riley disclaimer, but it's kind of funny. Um, I'm actually pulling it up because if you go to our Facebook page. Uh, uh, facebook.com slash Star Wars Report, and then you click on videos, the featured video at the top is called Faith in My Friends, a Star Wars Celebration mini-documentary. And it's a little mini-documentary. It's like uh, 17 minutes long, and it kind of chronicles uh, my journey through a Star Wars uh, celebration. And, and and the sort of theme of it is is like what Star Wars kind of means to me, which is sort of the community of friends uh, that I've built. Uh, and that's why I choose the y'all faith in y'all friends. Uh, that's my... Uh, uh, that's why I chose that line. But I'm I, there, I'm, I'm I'm scrubbing through the video because I wanted to just play the audio just to this time at the last movie when we're getting hyped um, for for Last Jedi. It sounded like this, and let, here we go. Uh, 
Here's us like getting up at three o'clock in the morning for the trailer. Celebration, and this, ladies and gentlemen, is the line that keeps going. It's literally like hundreds of people. Alive. Ah, uh, there we go. And so, like, this is just us going through like thousands of people. This is the crowd getting hyped. This is nuts. Packed room. The hype, you know, uh, what's the face is DJ Ellie doing the hype show and everything. Yeah, Mark. There's Kathleen Kennedy raging about how awesome it is that the bunch of homeless people were sleeping on the sidewalk. <laughs> of course there's a trailer! What are you about? And of course there's the trailer line of like, oh yeah, of course there's a trailer. No. Scott, I want you to hear the crowd. And if you're you listening to this podcast, listen to the crowd at the end of this. That's <laughs> just like the dull roar. Yeah, it's time I was say, that's not really. That is compared to the videos of when the moment, Chewy, we're home, happens. Yeah. Which just blew up. Yeah, yeah. Not the same? No, not even well, close. It's, well, because you hear that boom, and it's like the dull roar, because everyone's, everyone's going, what? Yeah. <laughs> well, and, yeah, it was a lot of. A lot of The Last Jedi can kind of be summed up in the comparison of the two trailers when you think about it. Yeah. Look, a lot of there's a, there's crowd, a, there's a crowd cl- pleasing moments. Yeah, yeah, true. In Force Awakens and then subverting the expectations of crowd pleasing with The Last Jedi. My favorite moment from this video, and I'm looking back at it, is a bunch of like Star Warsy journalists where we're sitting. Like Jermaine Lucier from what is it like um, IO9 or something? What's this slash film? I think he does. Like and all these geek journalists and stuff like sitting around. And then Aaron Goins is sitting there, and he gives me this little like forced thumbs up. And I remember talking to him after. He's like, I don't know, man. <laughs> That's literally what he said. Um, <laughs> and everybody else is hyped for it. But um, I guess I just wanted to kind of illustrate where the fan community was then. And then we, we, we're now in that anticipation for the trailer for episode nine, which they will certainly debut here. Um, yeah. uh, Scott, I need your help, though. Um, What's that? Might as well ask you here live on the show. Why not? Oh, sure. I need, Why not? I need us because all of my co-hosts will be like Bruce is going to be hobnobbing around the floor. And we can like call them up on the phone, but we're going to be doing a Friday night, Saturday night, and Sunday night uh, live show covering mm-hmm. all of the news right here at the Star Wars Report. And uh, we'll be streaming live to our, our Facebook page or our Mixer. We'll keep you to uh, stay tuned on the details for the, for the details. But we'll be doing it live every night recapping the day's mm. events and all the breaking news. So uh, if I can enlist your assistance on one of those uh, or all of those shows, I would love to have you break down the um, the celebration coverage because we're not there. I almost said so, not celebration coverage, but that's taken. Yeah, I was going to say, well, that's, that's well, you know, I that's mine. Uh, dang it. <laughs> <laughs> I'm, I'm the one that came up with not at celebration coverage. Wait, you gave that to Steve? Yeah. Oh, nice. 
See? Yeah, no, it's the funniest so thing can, because I we I can't use him. it. Then I'm asking you for permission to do this. No, hashtag. Steve's Steve has Steve took it and did something I never even expected with it, and he turned it into something wonderful. Yeah, it was a joke, and I called him and I said, "Hey, let's do this. Let's uh-huh. do not at celebration coverage." And my whole my whole premise was we're gonna sit there and hey, I just. I just filed a report on to the public service commission for, you know, our license renewal, uh-huh. not a celebration. You know, it's just going to be news things of, you know, I'm sitting at my desk and I just did this, <laughs> you know, sitting at my desk and just did that. And Steve kind of said, yeah, yeah, yeah. And then all of a sudden that night he's on the air, just, just <laughs> crushing. It. And I was like, well, that's not what I was talking about, but my God, it's beautiful. <laughs> so. Yeah, it's, and that's kind of his his thing, you know, is to take take something and turning it into something absolutely amazing. And uh, yeah, my original premise was just let's make it jokey all day, and he turned it into this is really serious. This is great, analytical, fun. Uh, I, I I don't I gotta reach out to him and see if he's actually gonna do any of that this I, time around. I, same deal because I don't want to just uh, I don't want to steal anything. Maybe we can do what we did back when they did um we did live we were doing live programming and we were both live wait doing shows waiting for the trailer to drop for the Force Awakens. Ooh, way back in the day, and we crossed over like we crossed streams quite literally. We were both live streaming, both popped on each other's Skype, and we're both streaming the other person's. So, like, it was like live from Geek Out Loud, currently in progress, and then live from the Star Wars Report. Currently Ooh. Maybe we can uh, convince them to do something like that. That'd be cool. I like it. I, don't I know. love it. This, I like this workshopping on the show live. Yeah. So, I, I, so, suffice to say, stay tuned. The yeah. best way to make sure that you're on top of things is follow at Star Wars Report on Twitter. Twitter, um, but if you're not a Twitter person and you're on Instagram, uh, follow at the Riley guy, and and those two places will be definitely uh, where we can do that. And when we get uh, Scott on, uh, it's at Rifen, <laughs> and then, uh, yeah, it's a thing. It's a thing that's going to happen. Uh, no, I, yeah, I can't I, wait. no, I'm I'm interested in doing this. I, this would be a cool thing. I got to tell you something. I was grumpy at the last celebration. Mm, grumpy. I was grumpy. It just uh, there were so many people. You couldn't do anything. Yeah. You know, the lines were too long. The weights were too much. Uh, a friend of mine got chewed out for standing at a dealer's table too long. And I'm thinking, what? It, he was going to buy things. Yeah. Uh, just It was just a weird vibe to me at that last celebration. It was it wasn't a weird vibe. It was a bad vibe. And not within, I don't know for the, <laughs> I'm just calling it out. Like, I'm yeah. not, I don't think it's, I'll, I'll specify what I mean. Because I don't want to broadly, I, I mean, I know a lot of the people who organize it and, and they have the best of intentions. Um, but, um, here's, here's, here's what, here's the, here's the problem. See, now I can say it cause I'm not going. So I can be like, you know what the problem with, but so there's a few very specific things that for me personally, this is not celebration as an organization. There's a lot they could do, but why Riley isn't as excited. I mean, I'd go in a heartbeat if I could, right. I'll be being, yeah, being, being transparent, but the, um, the star Wars fan media community uh, at least the one that's active on Twitter um, has just devolved into uh, just 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 a a well of lecherous uh, slime. It's just yes. the 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 community has become extraordinarily, and I hate using this word because it's very overused these days. But I think it's a apropos. It's just become very toxic. But I want to yeah. recognize that that's a very specific set of like. 30 people right it's not 
everybody mm-hmm. at celebration. But it's very much of like that that um, element of celebration has been a very much a part of mine because we do a podcast and like that's that's a big part of it. Um, mm-hmm. And and that's it's just unfortunate that that's what it is. But I do want to recognize that it's a very small percentage. So that's just, that is kind of specific to me, right? That's not going to mm-hmm. affect most people going to a Star Wars celebration. What is going to affect most people going to Star Wars Celebration was that that the sort of crowd management issue of the the sort of glee with which you heard Kathleen Kennedy proclaiming how people were camping out last night. Uh, (laughs) Thanks, Kathy. (laughs) um, I always kind of laugh at that because it's uh, like it became a it just became a thing, and it's a thing that shouldn't have become a thing of like delivering pizza uh, to the people waiting overnight of like for the i don't mind like at celebration europe when we were there there was like a small contingent of a probably a couple hundred maybe 500 people who would wait overnight uh mm-hmm. in line to get wristbands for some of those big panels but you like if you lined up a couple hours early and were pretty hard, that was like about as hardcore as you needed to be to get into the say the rogue one panel that they did at celebration yeah. europe and that's really how it should be and you should you should your event should reflect that based on the space that you're in and i think they have hopefully the story is that that's why they're in chicago and it works out great yeah i, I understand that the venue that they're going to do the the episode nine panels like 10 or eleven thousand seats yeah and that's what you need i think that that's about that's, right yeah that's that's appropriate i think yeah and then and then the 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 other piece is the um corporatization of uh of Lucasfilm's programming, um, specifically the focus on um, the the stream and the show and the 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 Star Wars show and 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 just how there there's really a it's it's, it's hard to put my finger on exactly, but there, there's a sort of it's the community uh, and and specifically. Uh, the community's changed a lot, and Lucasfilm's changed a lot, and doesn't have a smaller community for good or for ill. It's just not the same, and that's yeah. kind of a thing that I kind of m- makes me sad about past celebrations that will never be the same again. Um, you know, and that, well, and that just it's is what bigger, it is. and that's that's their goal. Yeah, and that's what they want. Uh, it, it's yeah. it's a big shindig, um, but like that's why I like Dragon Con. Honestly, man, it's like it's still very communal and. Um, and uh, very much fan-driven in its feel. Um, and I feel like you could now go to Celebration but and you could curate the experience you want, but that isn't going to be the yeah. automatic experience that you want. So you could go to Celebration, uh, just, just for example. If you wanted to go to Celebration, let's get a nice hotel next door and just hang out in the hotel room and watch the big panels on your TV, watch the Verizon mm. stream... I'm just hypothetical here. And uh, and then you just like mosey down to the convention center in, in like the late morning uh, and just hang out with whatever friends you wanted to hang out and avoid any of the parts of the community that aren't as friendly and just enjoy the time with friends that way. That would be the way that you can, in, that you can enjoy it. Uh, and that's the way I would honestly approach future celebrations. Because that's kind of yeah. how we approach New York Comic Con. New York Comic Con's very corporate, but I still love it. But it's because of the sort of cadre of people I'm usually hanging out with. And we're never well, trying to like line up obscenely early. It, it all comes down to planning and managing your expectations. Yes. It really does. And I will say that the previous celebration I had been to was the one in Orlando, previous one in Orlando. I think there was like twenty eight or 30,000 people there. And then for this past one there were i think 70,000 or 70,000 plus in the exact same space 
Yeah. And so that kind of blew a lot of my planning to hell. <laughs> yeah. So my expectations were not what they should have been probably. So, I mean, a lot of the grumpy falls on me. I'll, 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 I'll eat some of that. Yeah. No. But I, I think also that they, there, there was a lot of that convention center that was unused. True. True. Yeah. And I, and I think they would have been better served to put more of it to use, uh, to have basically more places for the crowd to dis- disappear into. Yeah, and and because and, there's so much, especially in, in in Orlando, the Orange County Convention Center is insane. It's huge. Yeah. Um. Yeah. I, it's that's a tough one. Uh, I I I think that 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 could that could save a huge percentage of it uh, as well. So mm-hmm. I you know what I um I think it's time to take a quick break. We'll be right back. Uh, with Boba's back. You're listening to the Star Wars Report. Faster, more intense. That's right, ladies and gentlemen, time for Boba's Bounty. He was a lot to me. As you wish. That's right, ladies and gentlemen. Each- oh, gosh. Each week Whoa. we like to... <laughs> That's when I'm not fast enough on the button. Um, we like to talk about something we've read, experienced, uh, done in the world of Star Wars. That's just about our everyday fandom. Something we've been up to. Uh, Scott, you mind kicking us off? Anything Star Warsy going on with you this week? Oh, I thought we'd let Bruce take it. Well, oh, uh, Bruce, what do you? Oh, <laughs> it wasn't this week, but uh, a couple of weeks ago, uh, my wife and I went down to Jacksonville to the Jacksonville Symphony to see the Jacksonville Symphony perform the score for uh, A New Hope. Love it. And I I don't know that I talked about this last time I was on the show. Maybe I did, but I'm going to make it my bounty again. Uh, And I'm going to compare it to the last time that I went to New York City. You and I hung out. True story. That was completely unplanned, by the way. Indeed, it was. You and I just happened to be in New York for two totally different things. Yep. And we decided, well, we can't we can't be here and not get together. So we, we went to I think we wound up going to uh, maybe Soho, yeah, mm. and we wound up going to Brooklyn Bridge, and had a great time. You you kind of wore me out. <laughs> I do maybe, that sometimes. <laughs> yeah, like when I got home, I was like, I got to lose weight. So, um, <laughs> but but the last we were in New York because my birthday present had been from my wife. Uh, a pair of tickets to go to the New York Philharmonic at Lincoln Center and see them play uh, the Force Awakens score as they showed Force Awakens on the big screen. Mm-hmm. And they were doing uh, A New Hope, Empire, Jedi, and Force Awakens, but the only one that was on a weekend was Force Awakens. So we went up there. And after that, they have since taken that that program and rolled it out to different community orchestras around the country. And a lot of people are getting to go see this now. But it, it kind of... It kind of was first up there at the New York Phil. Yeah. And because uh, I, so it's because I, I, uh-huh. I know LA Philharmonic had done it once or twice. And I feel yeah. like Star Wars in concert kind of paved the way. Yeah. Star Wars in concert, very different thing, though. Yeah. I mean, it's, and that was a big arena show. And you know, it was, you know, storytelling and clips and medleys and museum and all that. Whereas this is you sit down and watch the movie and the orchestra just plays it. Which is very similar and, to what um, my girlfriend's van and I did uh, at the Dallas Symphony recently when we saw the mm-hmm. Little Mermaid in concert. It seems to be a thing that's picking up a lot. 
It is. It's becoming more and more a thing. Uh, the Jacksonville Symphony is doing three or four a year now, uh, and this and next year they're going to do Empire. So I'll be right on board for that. Nice. Uh, but it, it, yeah, we had such a great. You no, know it's not too far from can... Jacksonville, is South Carolina. Hmm. Uh, it's one more hour, basically. Yeah. Uh, it's three hours here and another hour to Jacksonville. So hmm. four hours. So you guys and you guys are welcome to stay here. We've got lots and lots of beds. Hmm. So. Hmm. Uh, hmm. Yeah, but we had a great we had a great time in New York, and we said we're going to start doing this again. And we found out that like we did that in October seventeen, and by February eighteen, Jacksonville Symphony was doing Raiders. Ooh, nice. Yeah, so that was a no brainer. We did that. It was Valentine's weekend, so it was great. And then this year, Valentine's weekend again, uh, we wound up doing the uh, A New Hope score. And next year, Valentine's weekend is going to be Empire. So. I love it. That's awesome. I, I just did a quick Google search. This is a thing, and I love that this is becoming a yeah. thing. Um, well, like, you know they're like, here's Pixar's Coco in concert some in Virginia. Yeah. Here's um, Mary Poppins in concert, live live yep. score to the film. But uh, you and, know what's funny mm-hmm. is when we went to New York, we went to the Philharmonic, and they were selling merch. Huh. And I've never been to an orchestra that was selling merch. And... Uh, so uh, that's kind of cool. And so we went to see the New Hope at Jacksonville, and they were selling the same merch, but without the without the year and without the New York Philharmonic logo on it. <laughs> nice. So yeah, so I got another T-shirt, a different T-shirt this time. I love it. That's awesome, yeah. man. Well, uh, when it wait, when's Empire uh, next year? Like next February ninth and tenth, hmm. I think. Hmm. Be around. Yeah, keep me uh, appraised of that, sir. I will do mind. that. I will do that. Um, I'll keep you apprised of it too. Appra- appraised, appraised, yes. uh, appraised. Yes. Let me know the t- the current value t- of the yeah, tickets. Tell me what you think it's worth. <laughs> um, well, hey, for my Boba's bounty, mm-hmm. this is specific because I've been talking about comics so much, um, mm-hmm. and this way, this past week actually this is the first time I haven't really. I, I started volume seven, the 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 treaty on Moncala, the treachery on Moncala. What is the what? I forget. I don't even have it in front of me. Uh, it's where I work, but it's volume seven of the main Star Wars line, which when I catch up, eight, nine is the last one volume. There are nine volumes. Um, so uh, I catch it up, but not really far enough to talk about it in detail. Although last time you were on, I was talking about Yoda's Secret War. Read it. Yeah. It's kind of weird. A little weird. Yeah. I, I, I'm still not a fan of that. I'll tell you what's really good and I'm enjoying is that Age of Republic stuff. You oh, know, yeah? last time, nice. Last time I was on. We mm-hmm. talked about the comics, and I told you I thought Jody Hauser needed an opportunity to write more Star Wars. Yeah, and she is doing all of those Age of Republic books. Oh, nice! Which and ones have come out really so far? Good. Huh? Which ones have come out so far? Uh, let's see. I've got. I'm looking at what I've got. I know there's a couple that I don't have. There's the Age of Republic special. There's Anakin Skywalker. There's Obi Wan Kenobi. Yeah. Um. I think there's a Padme one, maybe, or maybe I'm Count Dooku. Maybe I'm thinking of the... No, there's a Padme one. There's a Padme one and a Django and a Maul and a Qui-Gon. Nice. Nice. So, yeah. Uh, She's... Jody Hauser is knocking Star Wars comics out of the park. She really, as I said before... I mean, I said before she deserves to get more opportunities. And, of course, all this stuff hit the market and proved that, yeah, that was the right call. Um, She needs even more opportunities. I'd like to see her take over the main title. Oh, nice. I love it. Uh, that's uh, well. So I, I wasn't even planning on making uh, comics my 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 pick, but I'm I'm very interested. My goal is before I leave Texas, um, coming up now in like two months, uh, and some change. Uh, I want to catch up on every Marvel release post. Well, since since the recent acquisition, 
and I'm on track, I think. Because uh, I'll finish up the main Star Wars series, and then I have all the various spinoffs, and uh, then I'm there. So I'll mm. keep you guys apprised. That'll be a lot of future Boba's bounties. And for the particularly good ones, we'll do whole segments on the show, like we did about uh, this whole Fortress Vader the last two weeks. We did like two segments on it, Scott, mm. just, just having a grand time breaking down some of the just incredible storytelling. Uh, yeah, Charles Soule's got a, got a groove going too, yeah. no doubt. He like those panels like of 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 uh, Vader slash Skywalker on the far side of the uh, of the Force through the portal of the fortress is just like uh, the way it ties into the whole saga is just brilliantly and beautifully done. Mm-hmm. Um, so, but but if you guys if you haven't heard the last two episodes, go back catch the the last uh, two. Uh, uh, as we talk about Fortress Vader, my actual pick, I guess, is kind of boring now. Like <laughs> now that we go oh, through no. all that, but so, um, Scott, have you heard of Unreal Engine uh, Four? It's a, it's an Epic Games uh, engine. Basically, what it is is it's a it's a basically a video rendering uh, engine that, and, and basically the way games are built that they that they use. Uh, it's it's it blends both am- animation and mechanics to basically have the skeleton that you would build a video game off of. Uh-huh. Unreal Engine Four, uh, and it's pr- pretty advanced. There's a bunch of uh, there's a bunch. I uh, some example of of I'm trying to think if they have any examples of games. I jumped to the to the Google. Um, uh, here we go. Unreal Engine games. There's stuff like the new Tekken. Uh, if you're a gamer, you you would probably recognize some of these. Um, but I'm someone at Fortnite. Yep, yep, Fortnite. But that's a biggie. B- bunch of them. So someone took Unreal Engine four and built, or I should say, rebuilt the Star Wars Episode one Pod Racer game in like intense really? high graphics, uh, just as a fan project. Uh, I just tossed the link in the uh, in the show notes, and we'll have a link also for the for the post at, at StarWarsReport.com. Um, and, and I also sent you the link, uh, Scott, but you can take a look at the, the, the rendering here. It just looks like a current modern PlayStation 4 game. And as a guy who's played hours, and let me tell you hours of this game <laughs> uh, growing mm-hmm. up, uh, I, it, it makes me happy and I want to play it. Oh, that um, looks good. It looks so beautiful. Oh, it's, it really is. It's gorgeous. It, it's, that first, it's that main first track that if you played this game a lot, you recognize it immediately. It's the uh, the track from it's Boonta Eve. From Boonta Eve, yep. Uh, but that's my that is my Boba's bounty, and that, ladies and gentlemen, is going to bring the wraps on this episode of the Star Wars Report. I can't believe it. I know. Another show in the can. Uh, it, it was almost bound not to happen yet for. Uh, that uh, that 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 call in the wind, that uh, that breaking wind, <laughs> breaking wind. <laughs> Just that. Just know, Riley, when you need the wind broken, I am there for you. <laughs> Scott Rife and everybody. Uh, Scott, where can people find you on the uh, on the old internet? Oh, I'm at Rife I'm on the iHeartRadio app under Scott Rife Um I am uh, currently, actually, before you called, I was editing a new episode of my Star Wars story. Oh, nice. Which Could I, I uh, huh? ask the guest who might we expect after this long hiatus? Would you like to know? I would like, does anybody know? Is this an exclusive? 
Uh, it has been released publicly. Oh, the, the subjects have promoted it already, and, uh, and they will continue to promote it because okay. that's one thing they're very, very good at. Uh, it is a dual subject episode. A dual subject episode. Yeah. A dual subject. Who do? Who? Who is it? It's uh, the Woloskis. Oh, nice! Skywalker through Neverland. Well, look at that. Hot so diggity well. dog. Nice. I love it. I love it. And and it'll be coming out uh, pretty soon, I would imagine. Yeah, I'm working on it. I'm probably about halfway through. I'm sure Richard probably is going what halfway, but I told him I was going to edit the fool out of it. So, um, but uh, yeah, it's, uh, and, and you know, it was funny because when we talked to him, I was kind of, how do you want to do this? Do you want to do you, Richard? And then Sarah, and like, no, we'll do them all, mush them together. Okay. I thought maybe we'd do two different episodes out of it, but they wanted to do theirs together, which I think is cute. It, and uh, I think it turned out really well. It's going to turn out really well. It's turning out well on my editing board as we speak. Nice. Love it. I love it. Uh, yeah. com. Yep. Look at that. And, at that. and just... So you know, OurStarWarsStories.com. <laughs> Listen, <clears throat> sincerest form of flattery. Yes, exactly. Uh, hashtag comlink. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I still, it's again a very small minority of people who get the reference. But anywho, um, yeah, that's going to put the wraps on this episode. Hey, uh, stick around and follow us uh, on social media between episodes. That's where you can stay in touch with us. Um, the number one way you can stay in touch with us and catch our bonus content, though, that's where I want to point you guys, is patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. That's where we do our weekly rogue transmissions. Confession, rogue transmissions this week didn't get uh, was not formatted correctly when we were recording it. So there's this great story about Riley's life and how we're getting ready to watch. I'm watching and re-watching some Star Wars movies with my girlfriend. But we're just going to have to talk about that more in a future episode on Rogue Transmissions. And if you want those episodes, you can go to patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. And I don't really talk about it enough in detail. But like, if you're interested in that kind of bonus content, it's basically pre-show, free-form, honest, raw discussion. That's where we kind of dig into Star Wars community stuff or personal life stuff or just stuff that's usually tangentially related to Star Wars but doesn't make it to the main show. So you can join at the dollar level. It's the tip jar jar. <laughs> get it? Um, and that's where you can join our Facebook chat and get an a- access to our full episode archive, our server folder that has every single 372 episodes all linked right there. You can listen to them in order if you want. Uh, and at the $5 Rogue Transmissions level, Rogue Transmissions, that's, our again, our weekly show where we have published, and Scott, I'm looking at it right now, we've published, oh, wait for it, uh, 64 Rogue Transmissions episodes. Whoa. That's 64 Rogue Transmissions episodes. And uh, you can get access to all of them at patreon.com slash Star Wars Report, and uh, lately, last few episodes, and then we're making this more of a regular thing. You guys seem to like it. That's we also post the um, the episodes a day early. Uh, yeah. at, at there, if you want that early access. So, uh, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report, patreon.com slash Star Wars Report. Uh, and hey, uh, just follow us on social media as well at Star Wars Report. That's where you can stay tuned in on the um, the celebration episodes as we're getting ready to plan those live shows. It's been a hot sec since we've done. Uh, Live programming. A hot sec. Oh. Se- <laughs> a, a hot second. A hot, okay, gotcha. a hot you. minute. You know what? Forget any of that. A hot minute is what I'm saying. <laughs> <laughs> Since we've done uh, so many inappropriate jokes. Scott, I don't know. With you, it's just too easy. To- 
<laughs> it's, it's a very, very. It's, <clears throat> this is a family show, sir. Family Dragging show. Dragging the show down into right? the gutter. I know. It's <clears throat> hey. Also follow follow Scott at Rifen. Follow me. I'm at the Riley Guy on Instagram and on Twitter. So you can do all of those things and email the show. Uh, Star Wars Report at gmail.com in between. And that's how you can stay in touch with us. Until next time, may the Force be with you. And remember, many Bothans died to bring you this podcast. Are you messing on the guitar? Yeah, I was trying to play along. Just kind of keeping a little bass line for you. Where's the cantina? Oh, I was ready to go. I've got two acoustics now. You know, like last time you had no acoustics, I have two acoustics now. What the heck? I have. That's that's exactly how many I have. Nice. Love it. When you come here, I'm armed. I'm armed for battle now. I love it. Yeah, I bought I bought one with my Christmas money in 2017, mm-hmm. and then a couple of weeks ago, a guy I know was having a uh, his store. He owned a store for like 20 something years, and he decided to close it, and he was selling all his guitars half off. I got the guitar for like a buck twenty five. Jeez, look at that. Yeah, I love so, it. Yeah, that's great. That's fantastic, man. Well, I'll keep you appraised as I get ready to make my way back to the East Coast. It's crazy. Let me uh, let me stop the recorder here. Um, it's it's.